Episode 24 of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. Do you like America? Do you like really cool Cleveland gear and shirts and hoodies and all that shit? Check them out. They're owned by veterans. Great website. Great store. S-Z-A-B-O-Apparel.com. Episode 24 today, we're going to dig into the return of Miles Garrett. Rest in peace to our boy Swagger. We have an interview with a high school class Let's get into it. Let's go. Hey, this is Nick Chubb. Thanks for listening to the Dogs of War podcast. What's going on? This is Javis Landry. This is the Dogs of War podcast. 18 seconds left. He's got the snap. Back to pass. Up in the pocket. Shooting it long and deep. And it's picked off. They got it. Terrence Mitchell's got it. And it's all over here now. They can't take it away anymore. 11 seconds left to go. Mitchell takes the football. He's going to run it down to the best fans. The most Fans in the league, right to the dog pound, up and in he goes. Yeah, we cheersing. We are cheersing. It's live, by the way, cheers. Live cheers. Last time we did that, though, they never actually really carry over to the microphone. Should air, let's, let's I'm going to station it. It sounded like a forced cheers, but it was real. Episode 23. No, 24. Because last time it was 23, and we said it would be weird. Oh, because of the Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. Episode 24 of the Dogs of War podcast. We are live. It is Thursday, February 13th. You're going to be listening to this on Friday the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Kevin. This is Kevin with my co-host, Raleigh, who is an equal host. We are not co-hosts. We're both hosts. And when our powers combine, we we are the Dogs Dogs of of War War podcast. Nice. Nice. It's a Thursday night. It's been a long week at the office. So uh, we just cracked a little brown. Corporate America. bourbon. Highly recommend for those of you that are of age in our Cleveland whiskey glasses. Yeah, that's that's a quality product. Just grind. This is our first post-Super Bowl. Super Bowl. 49ers lost. And the Chiefs and won. we got one of their coaches now. And we got the best of their coaches, I'm assuming. Eh, all right, we can assume that. We'll just say that. We'll get into Brown stuff here shortly. Let's it's been talk. a while. It's been a couple weeks. Lots to talk about. Lots of things have happened. Before we get into our traditional Browns ranting, um, I'm going to complain about things that happen when you're an adult that you just didn't realize happened when you were a kid. All right. I, I checked my bank account on the Chase mobile app. And I realized I was shy about $2,000. <laughs> when? Like literally on my way here from work. Like 20 minutes ago? Uh, about 40 minutes ago to be exact. Okay. And I was like, what the hell happened? Like I, I didn't know if it was wedding related or something. And there were all of these checks in the amount of $197, $196, $197 that were deposited. Not your charges. Not my charge, like withdrawn. And I'm like, some guy named... Joe Green in South Carolina just took all. Do you think of these- he called in the Mulat payphone, dude? <laughs> Why? Well, I, I don't know. It's not like I was like, "Hey, Joe." By the way, here's my routing and account number. But I'm like, but where were the charges going? To him, like that's it from me to him. What can you buy for 197 dollars? Well, when you do that ten times and it becomes two thousand dollars, give or take. Yeah, you can buy a lot of things. We could buy a new podcast related thing microphone so what happened so now what i called chase it was cold outside i couldn't get a hold of every anyone it told me to type in my uh 
debit card number and i couldn't do it when i was outside on the same time i could not get a hold of anyone so the battle will commence tomorrow i've had a fraud thing earlier this year they just give the money back to you but it's still insane that it can happen well i mean they'll they'll erase that obviously tomorrow but still a shitty situation nonetheless i have terrible luck all my cards are through fifth third which is probably just a mistake in the first place every time i go out of state for work or for fun the cards switch off for fraud as soon as i make like one swipe jeez and i was in san francisco for work uh, a few months back and i went to check into my hotel and i swiped it it was like four or five o'clock san francisco time pacific time and it was denied it was like, and i i it said uh you know fraud or your car's been blocked because <laughs> you know a few hours before i was using it in the midwest and then a few hours later boom i swipe it across the country so i mean it, it, on the one <laughs> hand i like that protection because like you know you can't just I won't have a hopefully won't have a potential situation like you just had. But when I went to call Fifth Third, their support lines close at five o'clock Eastern or six o'clock Eastern. So I was screwed. So thankfully I had what did I do? He just went oh I had to another card. Started. I had another card, fortunately. But still, I mean, if I wouldn't have had that card or so, I would have just been sleeping on a park bench outside because the bank doesn't stay open to help their their support lines close at, at eight o'clock. I mean, how many times do you have a situation with your credit card or debit card, whatever it is? That happens before like five or six o'clock at night. Like, just send me to somebody in a foreign country that can help me never out. Never is like never. Right. It's going to be when you're at a bar or you're traveling or you're out of the country, out of the state, and no one's there to help. There's so many logistical this is things first they world haven't figured out. To an absolute T. But there's still problems. Like, well, yeah, you're taking my money. That is my way of living. You know what? I got another credit card rant while we're on this topic because this has been driving me nuts. He's hot. And I've just been kind of letting this marinate inside of me for way too long. And actually, one of my buddies, shout out Joey, when I was bitching about this at a restaurant a few weeks ago, we're all the group people. He said I should vent about this stuff more on the podcast because one, it's therapeutic. It is. That's why we made a Browns podcast to talk about the Browns, the thing that brings us down more than anything. And credit card fraud. And credit card fraud. How How is it that in the year of our Lord, 2020, we have landed on the moon we have cloned animals, we have cured disease, we've transplanted faces, hearts, lungs, we've built the most amazing structures and things and technology ever, and we have still not figured out a good, simple, goddamn method to split a tab at a bar or restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, that's accurate. I cannot stand, you go out with a group of friends group of people, a bar, a restaurant, there's, let's say there's 10 of you and you're sitting there and the check comes and it's like everyone just forgot how to speak, forgot how to read. It's a nightmare. You got one girl at the end of the table or one guy, excuse me, who's like, well, I didn't drink, so I don't have to pay the full equal amount or I shouldn't have to pay as much as you guys paid. You got one or two girls at the end who, who's trying to, you know, tally up everything on the other or one side of the check. You got the server who's like, oh, we don't take more than two cards here. You got one person who then volunteers, I'll put it all on my card, and then his or her significant other is like, no, 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 you can't do that. Why can't we just have an iPad or something or an app at every table or just a universal thing where you get the receipt, the tab sent to the table on the iPad or to everyone's phone in the app. You just click real quick, real quick, see? You check real quick what you drank, what you ate, you swipe your card, boom, pass it off. The fact that you sit there and it takes longer to figure out how much you owe 
everyone. It takes longer to do that than did to actually eat your meal or drink your drinks, whatever it was. So I'm just baffled that we find ourselves still fighting this battle every single time you go out. From now on, I'm just starting a side tab at every bar restaurant. I don't care. Well, uh, problem solved. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I agree. Oh, oh, I can't do it. I'll sit at the bar. My biggest issue. Well, I can't be the only one that is frustrated by this. Like, how do we not have a better system? Oh, let's or or even it, let's throw twenty cards in the middle. Yeah, that should. And it work. takes the server an hour to go run all those and come back. If you're going to split the cards, everyone pays the equal amount. I don't care if I go and just drink water. It is so much easier to pay the extra, just to even it up among any everyone that's trying to figure out. Well, oh, I didn't drink, or that person had this beverage, or whatever it is. Pay the extra $5, shut your mouth, it's not going to hurt you, split it up, and let's move on. That's all I got to say about that. Let's get off this credit card topic because I'm sweating. He, he actually is sweating. There's a bead of sweat on his forehead. Um, yeah, good rant, Kevin, per use. Uh, but before the bad guys got my money, it wasn't before I bought my pot jacket. For those of you oh, who live under a rock, and I am stealing that phrase, it's mine now. Kevin last week texted me a picture of a vintage Browns jacket from 1980 something. I was like, that is so awesome. Where did you get that? He said Etsy, right? Online eBay? Etsy or eBay, one of those. All all I typed in and look, some of my friends were like, you got vintage used clothing? No, it's vintage new clothing. It's vintage clothing for a reason. Hello. There's a thing called a washer. I found a 1980s brown jacket Extra large, so it's big, which is going to be great. We have to wear ten layers when we start going to games in September for twenty bucks. And you look fly. Wait, yours was twenty. Mine was twenty bucks. Oh, mine was. So, oh, go ahead. Anyone listening, just go to eBay, go to Etsy. There's so many like vintage, like actual specific brown shops. If anyone wants to sponsor the podcast, just by giving us a couple free shirts, we'll give you a shout out. No big deal. Type in vintage Browns or vintage Cleveland gear, and it just. People that don't are not even Browns fans. I'm from Cleveland. They find this shit like in a shop or in their attic, whatever it is. It's awesome. I also got that. What's that cartoon shirt I just got? Bugs Bunny. I got a Bugs Bunny Browns t-shirt. There's all sorts of crazy shit. And there's very few cities who do gear as well as we do. And free. You got the guys at GVR, Cleveland Clothing Company, our good friends at Zabo. Zabo, Obviously, You know, we have some of the best gear, and especially some of the best vintage gear, too. When you see that mixed in, it's beautiful. So, so yeah, he texted me a picture of his brown bomber jacket, and he told me how to get it. I just Googled it on Etsy or whatever. I have never pulled my card out of my wallet so fast and made a $65 purchase. Literally within two minutes, you texted back with a receipt that you bought the same one, yeah. which is perfect. And we look like uh, Maverick and Goose, except Browns fans. Yeah, significantly, and hopefully one less of us doesn't die in an accident. Yes, I am clearly the Maverick. You have blonde hair. That could be me going off the 480 bridge, pending the rest of this, this is next season. But anyway, but, how about we start chatting about uh, little Browns? Oh yeah, not to speaking of the Browns jackets, we had some things happen the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, we got to throw a moment of silence. This episode is actually titled "All Dogs Go to Heaven." In memory of our beloved mascot, Swagger. Rest in peace. He passed away last week um, when he retired. It turns out he was battling cancer. Do we know that, though? Because uh, when they said that when they announced that he died, they said that it was a result of cancer. I do not remember them announcing anything about cancer. I thought it was just that he's just old 
and Swagger Jr. was ready. Yeah. I I don't know what the mindset behind having him step down was. I didn't follow up, but I just read on a couple articles that he had been battling cancer and Rest in peace we lost him. So that was a good dog. I, I saw one once. of his last runouts at the stadium. I saw the last runout. He was a good boy. Seahawks. His son will now carry on the torch. And uh It's pretty sweet that they got the his son the son to be the new dog. I mean that's yeah. pretty that's pretty dope. Yeah, tell me that doesn't give you chills. That is awesome. Um but Here's to you, Swagger. You are a good boy on earth. You will be a good boy in doggy heaven. Ah, cheers again. Cheers again. You're drinking yours a lot faster than mine. Mm. Yes, I am. Now, let's talk about the well, return of Flash. Yes. Welcome back to friend of the Instagram, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, baby. Back for those of you living under a rock as well. We missed him for most of the second half of last season. We're not going to get into why. That's over. It's a thing of the past. He's back. I know I was listening to Andrew Barry's press conference this week. It was last week. I listened to it this week when he got introduced to our new GM. First of all, very impressive gentleman. Youngest GM in NFL history. He's got, I mean, he's hungry for some success. And he's learned under the Eagles. Well, some of the best GMs. Of all time, right now the the Eagles GM is the best GM in the in the football, in the football in football. So anyway, one thing that he said stuck with me is that you know that's not Miles does not want his reputation to be like that. He's very very adamant about being in the community and especially being a part of the Water Boys. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know what that is, Miles is captain of a nonprofit called the Water Boys. It's a bunch of NFL players who raise money to give clean water to East Africa. He's actually on his way to Tanzania right now. He's going to Tanzania right now? Yeah, it's like today or tomorrow. He takes off to Tanzania or Tanzania. I think it's Tanzania. Uh, East Africa to to start seeing some of the fruits of their labor and, and fundraising. So that's what he wants to be known for. That's what he cares about the most. Um, and again, I've never... Talk to Miles. I know that he replies to the Instagram comments. You guys go back and forth, Raleigh. Um, but glad to have him back. Everyone knows he's a good dude. Uh, you know, so back to seeing him get 100 sacks and let's get it going. At least 100. Yeah, he... Um, Comeback season, baby. Something I was looking at his Instagram today. When he puts up a post, and this may, for any of the uh, boomers that are listening somehow, I don't know why there's... All due respect, boomers. <laughs> the, uh, the boomers listening. When he puts on a post he'll get thousands of comments on it and he will go through and respond to so many comments. People will say, Hey, Miles Garrett, I love you. I just had a job interview today. He'll say, good luck on the interview. Miles Garrett. He doesn't say Miles Garrett. That's I saw like someone, a you know, that's, that's a good point. You brought that up. Cause I was actually on the way home from work today. I was reading, uh, someone wrote in a comment, things are so tough. I want it to get better. And then miles responded. I saw like the comment was like three minutes before, and then two minutes later, Garrett replied, you know, whatever you're going through, man, head up. You'll get through it. It gets better. So, so somebody's yeah, somebody else I said. I mean, I don't reply to my mom when she comments on like a picture. I haven't responded to my mom. Nonetheless, like if I'm a, a pro <laughs> star football player with a thousand comments on every one of my pictures, like that's pretty awesome. I don't respond to my mom's text as much as I should. She's coming this weekend. Um, we have a engagement party. Which so that, oh, so actually, that's a good question. Does that mean you get out of having to do something for Valentine's Day tomorrow? 
today and if you're listening to this now? Oh no, Kate talked or, to me last night about that. I thought it I, it was implied because you got a ring like six weeks ago, so you still have to get a Valentine's Day gift too. Dude, I should leverage that to my case. There's something I need to do that's sentimental. It's, it's been a close enough gap. And again, for any yeah, of our female listeners who disagree, I'm sorry. I, I'm mad now. But yeah, my we're, we're having an engagement party that's dominating this weekend, which I'm excited for to see a bunch of friends, family, and talk about how, yeah, we're engaged. But Valentine's Day, I'm like, oh, well, between work and planning for a wedding and an engagement party and podcast with kevin shout out kevin shout out browns i thought that valentine's day would take a back seat but i need to come up with something and something quick before we release this podcast and kate realizes i do not have a plan i'm gonna google something on the way home uh yeah stand by for updates on that but yeah back to uh miles garrett basically he just comments left and right to the people showing love to him. He says something encouraging, and he takes the time to do it, something that I have a lot of respect for. Glad to have you back, Miles Garrett. What if you What if you took Kate to White Castle? <laughs> have you ever seen what they do for Valentine's Day? They're legitimately, you have to make reservations. They're probably all gone, but I saw an article. Well, I've always known that White Castle does it big for Valentine's Day. They deck it out. There's tablecloths, there's candles. You actually have to make reservations on open table now. For White Castle Valentine's Day. Are you kidding? And that is legit right up your alley. <laughs> I mean, it's... Up- and mine, too. Yeah. I, no, ain't no one too good for the White. I don't even know where White Castle is. I haven't had it since college, back in my, you know, Harvard days. But I'm kidding. I went to Dayton. And <laughs> by the way, <laughs> if we win this weekend, knock on wood, we're going to be a top five team come Monday. But that's neither here nor there. It's a Browns podcast. But go Flyers. Go Obi Toppin. Uh... White Castle, Valentine's Day. If not this year, next year we got to make a pact to, to do it. I will go to White Castle with you for Valentine's Day. That is up my alley. That is up your alley. I, I don't want to go with you. I would go with you because I'm sure as hell not going with Kate. And she sure as no, hell isn't going with the, me. Because that's, that's, I mean, Kate. She hates McDonald's. Nice, she's a nice, proper, just great. And that's why seeing her inside of a White Castle would be one of the funniest things Ever. There's so many things that I know are funny, you know are funny, that Kate thinks are so incredibly not funny. She I know how that passes goes. so much judgment on fast food, and it's like, oh, uh, okay, well, McDonald's happens to be a big part of my life. But whenever it's her, like... And T-Bell. Well, yeah, she does, actually, she does love T-Bell. But it's like, how do I say this? We don't eat as well as we should. She looks great. I have a dad bod and a half. I was looking at myself in the mirror, and the buttons on my button-down shirt were fighting for their lives. Kate will make quesadillas homemade and have no shame about it. But when it comes to fast food, it's like, oh, I'm the bastard that just happens to like paying for the services of people that provide, uh, paying for the goods, rather, that provide a quality product such as White Castle, McDonald's, Wendy's, Culver's. Oh, it's all so good. But yeah, she has a judgment towards fast food, and I think it's wrong, and I'm taking a stand. I don't – hopefully the Schoberts, who are friends of the program, Megan's been on here before, Pro Bowl wife of Joe Schobert, doesn't hear this part. If you guys are listening, just skip forward a few few seconds. I don't think I've ever been to Culver's. Oh, really? Never. Oh, dude, the Butterburgers. I don't want to say that when we were when, when she was we on the podcast. Her? Yeah, that's yeah, – I mean, that's just career suicide right there. But <laughs> – yeah, Culver's are kick-ass. But, yeah, I, we'll, we'll go sometime. Valentine's Day. But, yeah, moving on. Welcome back. 
Flash Garrett, you were missed. Things kind of went, took a little downhill spill as soon as he left. Uh, right? I mean, the season as a whole just took a massive downhill turn. That was the lowest night for me as a fan this year. So I said that. Even though we won that game. So I commented on his uh, Instagram, something along the lines of, hey, we missed you. Things got weird when you left. And he said to me, the past is behind us, angry Browns fan. Let's make a change in the future. Good to see you didn't change up on me. Hope all is well. And I I love one love Flash Garrett back to the subject matter at hand. Uh, Let's talk about how the Dogs of War podcast went back to high school this week. Oh, yeah. So I interviewed. Excuse me. Back it up. Tell the story. Okay. So I got a DM that said, hi, Mr. Angry Browns fan. My name is Mark and I'm doing a research paper. I'm paraphrasing here. I don't even know what they do in high school anymore. Something along the lines of comparing the traits that all Browns fans share. So I said, Mark, I can help you out. How about this? How about I interview you, or excuse me, you interview me. Reverse. Normally we interview people. He's interviewing us. And we have it on the podcast. And he said, hell yeah. And so I did that last night with him. And here it is. So I am joined by young Mark DeFranco, a senior at Mayfield High, fantastic high school name choice. Um, you're 18, right? Yeah. All right. I didn't know if I had to get like some kind of a permission nah, slip for you to be on this. Sweet. <laughs> this is uncharted territory for me, which that sounds so weird. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I don't know. There's what, like, I, I remember having to sign things if I was going to talk to somebody. No, yeah, I was like we, sixteen. Yeah, if we had if we were interviewing people under eighteen, we had to get their parents' permission. Okay, first. see, so I'm not full of it. Anywho, yeah. So yeah, well, what are we doing here, or what's this for? So I'm uh, doing this in this class called AP Research, where we do a year long research topic, and mine is to ex- evaluate common char- characteristics among Browns fans. And right now, we're in the state of collecting data, so I'm choosing to interview some well known Browns fans, and you guys were easily. Yes. One of the ones to choose. More so me than Kevin. Kevin's not here. It's just me, but I like it this way. <laughs> this is, yes, well-known, wealthy, and powerful Browns fans. I like where your yes. head's at. Yep. So, and this is for like your they have senior thesis, ah, some kind of thing yeah, that you're so going to It's use. a scum class, yeah. Yeah, you going to college next year? Where are you going to school? Yeah, I'm going to Ohio State. Oh, let's go, Box. Yep. Yeah, so hopefully this helps you on your journey. Or did you already get in? I already got in. Ah, sweet. Yeah, yeah you're on cruise control. Like a, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm happy I chose the Browns so I can just <clears throat> have fun. Yes, good stuff. All righty, go ahead with your questions, senor. All right, sounds good. So how did you guys become Cleveland Browns fan? How did you become a Cleveland Browns fan? Uh, lineage. Didn't really kind of born into it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, family, extended family, the huge. <laughs> so after – after a history of like losing, what keeps you going as a Browns fan? That was worded harshly, but <laughs> yes, less success than we would like. What keeps yeah. you going as a Browns fan? I don't know. Me personally, I think it's just like the glimmer of hope down yeah. the future. And it's like chasing the dragon, which that's, that's uh, an analogy that drug addicts use. Don't do okay. drugs, Mark. But um, <laughs> I don't know if it's the the promise of next year that keeps people going with it. I, I honestly have no idea what's so enduring about. It. I, I do know that when whenever they win, it just you won the Super Bowl, and it just makes your week so happy. 
until exactly. next Sunday. But, the, after the after the Titans game, I, that was the that Monday was the one of the worst days ever. Just go to yeah. school and just all depressed. Yeah, it gets worse when you're older. So, what common character, characteristics have you noticed among Browns fans? Amongst Browns fans, common characteristics. Well, I think they all get kind of really, really sad when they lose, and they all are quick to get back into the hype train during the off season. Not, <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking in generalizations here. I would say passionate, loyal, and frequently let down. I don't know. Very if well frequently put. let down is not necessarily a trait, but. I guess that's what it, I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, it has to be said. So what's it like at First Energy Stadium interacting with other Browns fans? Well, before the games, it's the best thing ever. Um, people are partying from all walks mm-hmm. of life in Muni lot, basically wherever. You're just so excited. It's like, uh, I, I don't know, I, I can't describe it. Everybody is just so hyped up, so excited. You walk into that stadium, they got their little – Things playing on the big speakers. Now they're doing the dog check. Did you go to any games this year? Yeah, I went to three, yeah. And you are just jacked. The players come on the field. Awesome. The adrenaline rush is like, I am standing the whole time. Yeah. And it's just like every touchdown is the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> every first down, it's just yeah. like a rush. And then if they lose, everybody is just deflated. And you kind of, it's like a sea of sadness when yeah. walking out have you seen the walking dead or not the walking dead uh game of thrones uh, i watched the first three seasons oh wow well somebody's gonna listen and get this reference but when you watch the army of the dead walk they just walk really slowly like they're dead it's like the same thing except brown and orange but on the flip <laughs> side when they win it is the greatest thing of all time everybody is yeah. just so pumped up High-fiving and hugging strangers, and it's just uh, it's like a real emotional roller coaster. I don't know if I did answered you, the question. Did you go to the uh, game where Baker came in against the Jets? No, I watched that at a that was That was one of the best experiences I've ever had. That was awesome. <laughs> it just – you felt it. Oh, you led that comeback. Yeah, that was – That was awesome. That was magical. The coolest game I've ever been to. Yeah, buddy. I was at the Miles Garrett game, too, this year. That was – Oh, the Pittsburgh game? Yeah, that yeah, was that was the most. But you probably didn't even know it happened. I was I so I, I was I saw like something happening down the field, and then I saw Garrett like swing. I didn't know he directly contacted with Rudolph's head, but <laughs> like, you see all the like the people tweeting about it. And everything you, you just know exactly what happened, and just, just terrible. Yeah, that was probably the the worst Brown defeat, the worst Browns defeat I've ever experienced. Because yeah. I mean, we were on cloud nine. Up that was until the biggest like six, win. six seconds left in the game. I know, and oh. I was just, and the season just fell apart after that. But uh, yeah, that's in the past. Yeah, yeah, it's over. <laughs> so um, I was listening to your podcast a few weeks, one a few weeks ago, and you guys talked about the Bachelor for like fifteen minutes. So, given that you love the Bachelor as much as the Browns, <laughs> they both played on Monday night. Which one are you watching? Uh, Kate would probably win that argument. Now she would let me watch the Bachelor. Or excuse me. Well, I said okay. that backwards. She, she would let me watch Bachelor. the Browns. She would let me watch the Browns. But I would probably <laughs> go out to some bar and watch it with my friends. But uh, she, it would be her decision, though, and whether or not she decided to be merciful. You're watching it this season, The Bachelor? No, I can't. I have to leave. Yeah, it's, it's, it is terrible. You watch it? 
No, they've but they talk about it in my English class. My, my friends uh, Caitlin and Jason talk about it all the time in my English class. I uh, it's like it's unbearable. Caitlin and Jason sound pretty rad. They are pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do we got next? All right, so why'd you start Dogs of War? The Dogs of War podcast. Yeah, the podcast. Um, basically, doing the Angry Browns fans Instagram page, I've had a lot of fun with it, and there's kind of a great community i feel which sounds smug and people are pretty i don't know positive and there's other fans uh, from different fan bases that follow it and they're great too and i was like ah you know what let's uh start a podcast and see how this whole podcast thing works and that's what we decided to do and i did it and here we are worked out worked out wonderfully we're all rich and powerful So if the Browns were to make the Super Bowl, how would you prepare for it? I wouldn't do anything out of the ordinary. I'm just like, I will be damned. Yeah, there's a lot of superstition that goes into that decision. I'd probably watch it alone. I watched the final Cavs game alone. Oh, really? Yeah, I was talking a couple weeks ago on one of the episodes. I would just be an anxious mess that whole time. There'd be all these stupid Super Bowl halftime shows with uh, the J-Lo and Shakira. Oh, yeah, Shakira. That was actually awesome. But <laughs> if the Browns were playing and we were down at half or up at half, I would just be like, okay, okay, let's go. Let's play. Let's get this going. Let's get this going. Yeah. I, I have no answer for that. I think I would just watch it alone or with my friends, but it wouldn't be like, Oh, yeah. guys, let's go have a huge party at the Super Bowl, even though that's like the normal, less psychotic thing to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if the Browns reach out and they're like, hey, Raleigh, we want you to throw a kick-ass Super Bowl party, which is unlikely. <laughs> I would do that. But, yeah, no idea. Yeah, I feel like the if hopefully when they win, the city is just going to burn. Yep. Or if they lose, it'll also burn. Oh, yeah. If they, yeah. It's going it's to be just crazy. A lot of fire. I, I don't know if I would want to be – I feel like I would want to be down there when that happens. That would just be yeah. – it'd be crazy, but also just like crazy, I guess. I know. It'd also be crazy to make the occasional playoff. So Yeah, I, yeah let's skip there first. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, as I'm like talking about this, I, I don't know. It's the most ridiculous <laughs> franchise, but it's fun and endearing. Yeah, and we have the best fans too, and we shouldn't. It just – it's just we do. I like no fans deserve it more. So do you generally find it easy to talk to other Browns fans, specifically on your podcast? On the podcast? Well, Kevin's easy, but he's in the same room with me. I don't even know if we've had, like, Browns fans on the podcast, other than buddies of mine. Like, we had Schobert's wife. Baker's sister-in-law. Baker's sister-in-law, Annie. <laughs> Shout out, Annie. Oh, really? Uh, so it's specific, oh, yeah, it's specifically on the podcast. Podcast interview logistics are a nightmare and it's more difficult than it would seem being in listener really? land but in person yeah it seems yeah. pretty easy yeah and i make it look easy right now. yeah <laughs> all right well, that's good that was uh that's actually the last question show good stuff i hope this gets you an a make sure you I stay will. in school uh <laughs> don't do drugs are you playing sports just cyo basketball nice get, get rebounds make it rain i don't Got care it. what your coach says Get the ball and you pull up beyond the arc and drain it. You do not pass. All right, good stuff, man. All right, Uh, sweet. Thank you. This is awesome. Yeah, you're very welcome. Now, bully all of your friends into listening. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, we'll listen to it as a class when it comes out. So, oh, you guys listen to this as a class? We're going to. 
Oh, hell yeah. I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. Subscribe to the Dogs of War podcast. Tell all of your friends and classmates to do the same thing. What up, teacher? Give this kid an A. Miss Long. <laughs> Good talk, kid. I'll see you out all there. Right. Mark, it was a pleasure. Good interview, gents. Thanks. That's an A+. Plus. If that high school teacher's not giving you an A+. Plus, Mayfield High School. How badass is that high school? Shout out Mayfield. Um, yeah, if Mark's class or teacher are listening, he said their class was going to listen. I'm like, hell yeah, we're going to give a message to the kids. I don't know what that message is. You got anything? Uh, hello, Mayfield High, class of 2020. I don't Think even know big, what the class is. I live large, follow your dreams, shoot for this... Shoot for, for the, the moon because if you miss, you'll hit the stars. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just bringing out all the old AOL aim away messages from you know all the post, high school class all the 07. posters they had oh, up yeah. in eighth grade, all the yearbook comments. Oh yeah. Oh man, just stay in school, don't do drugs, and uh, go to college. Let's just do the Muni Lot payphone. We asked the people to talk about Miles Garrett and how excited they are to have him back. Here's what you guys called in and had to say. Play Time that for footage. the Muni Lot payphone. Here we go. Leave a message. Leave a message. Hi, I'm Owen, and all I gotta say is, Miles Garrett, hell yeah. Hello, Angry Browns fans podcast. I forget what you're called. Just calling to express my delight that our boy Miles Garrett has been freed. in in my mind, exonerated from any wrongdoing, as I think the majority of the American people can see that he was not in the wrong. Well, there are different aspects to it, but in my opinion, I think if you look at the facts, you look at the pictures, it just seems like he wasn't in the wrong wrong. So I'm really glad to see the Browns step up to the plate and get our boy back, and I'm excited for him to bring that Super Bowl trophy back or to us for the first time in a long time. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to see that this season. Miles Garrett, King, a hero, our American Browns leader that we've always wanted. And can't wait for that reunion and that rematch with the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Go Browns, 100% all day, every day, baby. Bye. What's going on, John fans? Trey checking in from Seattle, Washington. How y'all doing? Enjoying a marvelous, marvelous day in uh, out here in, in the terrible weather here. Anyway, glad Miles Garrett is back. He's back, baby. I'm calling it right now. I'm going to just say this. Comeback player of the year. Right here. You heard it. You heard it here first, Miles Garrett, comeback player of the year. So I'm a Texans fan, actually, not even a Browns fan. I've stumbled across your Instagram page because it's hilarious, and now I follow it, and it's just hilarious. And I listen to all your podcast episodes, and I've seen this phone number, and I think it's hilarious. And I just find comfort in saying that there's another franchise out there that just sucks and is horrible at everything that ever happened to it. And there's hope sometimes. And then it, like, goes away because random stuff happens. And it's just entertaining and also relatable. Uh, hi, my name is Tim. You know, I'm damn excited Miles Garrett is back. 
It is. It, I think it is actually our time. You know, the king is back, Miles Garrett. He is freed from his cells in which he was taken away unjustly by the hands of Roger Goodell in the NFL. Mason Rudolph is scared and on the run now that Miles Garrett was back, and I, I'm excited. I think I think it's gonna I think we're gonna be special next year. Miles Garrett's one of the best pass rushers in the league, best defenders in the league. I think I think this is this is great for the whole two one six area code. I think everyone should be excited about this. So just just calling in. Thank you. As always. Thank you to the Munilat payphone folks for calling in, especially in the offseason, my lord. Shout out to that uh, Texans kid, which, great message, kid. I appreciate it. We are glad that you listen every week. We're glad that you find us entertaining. But you complained about your franchise. You were in the playoffs this year. Yeah, there's no complaining there. Take a look in the mirror, kid. You're doing all right. But, yes, keep listening and tell your friends to listen. Um but yeah, as far as uh, moving forward, this is the first post Super Bowl. This is the let's say this is the end of season one of the podcast. Yeah, this is the official end of Cheers. season one. It's not going to be as frequent. We stuck to our schedule of once a week on Wednesdays throughout the season. Shout out to us for doing that successfully. A couple Thursdays, holiday week off. But yeah, we yeah. got through about twenty straight weeks. I think. Yeah, we're trying to figure out this whole podcast with full time jobs. <laughs> Yeah. Commitments, not to brag. Shout out corporate America. Side. So we want to get some. Uh, we're getting some traction, and thanks for everybody and their support. What we want to start doing is getting some players on the show, some A list to B, possible C list celebrities on, and we need some help because I feel like a tool. Just saying, hey, person on Twitter, we come on our podcast. Will you come on our podcast? Will you come on our podcast? Because they just think we're some psycho with a podcast with no loyal army of dogs of war. But we do have a loyal army. They are the dogs of war. And we need your help to vouch for us. So keep an eye on the Instagram machine. And we're going to say, hey, guys, we really want, for instance, Tim Couch. We're coming after Tim Couch. We're going to go Tim Couch. Couch So when I give the message, hey, we want Tim Couch on the podcast, you guys follow suit and you gently nudge him in his comments that he was a great quarterback and that he should go on the Dogs of War podcast and adhere to at Angry Browns fans' demands. I got a feeling we'll have some surprise, very surprised guests coming out of the offseason too, so everyone just stay stay woke. Stay thirsty, stay woke, but also help us out when we need help because we need help. On that note, let's call it a night. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Friday. Have a good weekend, everyone. Hey, good season, bro. Cheers. Absolutely. Good podcast season. Cheers if we can get this one. Good, good one. Oh, yeah. Good night, Cleveland. Good night, Cleveland.